Hey, welcome race fans back to After the Checkers. I am Kyle Hall and I have a, a very well-known guest with me here. Uh, this is maybe people don't even recognize him anymore because he looks a lot different. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this is the, the one and the only the beard. Uh, if, if you raced at my track frequently, you you would have the nickname the beard, but it's it's all gone. This Brandon cop uh, used to be like literally this glorious lion mane of dark hair all over him. And uh, you're like clean shaven now. So like we got to go with that. Like what is what is what's the deal with that? Uh, I mean, I guess looking professional. Uh, I got some sponsors that want me to look a little cleaner in the pits um, and I'm happy to represent them. So uh, try to keep, keep my appearance looking a little bit, a little bit better this year. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> is it like Hendrickcars.com or something like that? Like that's, I know that's a Hendrick deal. You got to be clean shaven if you're a Hendrick driver. So it must be one of those kinds of deals. You know, if it was a deal like that, I think I'd be racing asphalt somewhere uh, probably in the South, but uh, no, um, yeah, just some really good local sponsors that, awesome. uh, I want to keep happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, well, let's start. That wasn't even a question. In fact, that ruined a question for later on, to be honest with you. But so, um, tell us about Brandon Cop. for those that don't know who you are, um, like tell not the racing side of Brandon Cop, but are, are you married? Do you have kids? I'm not married. I don't have kids. Um, uh, I'm 24 years old, about to be 25 here. Um, yeah, I live like three quarters of a mile from where I grew up in Brule. Um, actually, I bought my grandparents' place here. Nice. Um, I work on our family's farm when I'm not at my real job or not racing. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to my life. I, I work, I race, and, uh, and then work. <laughs> what was that? You cut out for just a second. Uh, sometimes I sleep. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. That's called winter. <laughs> and so, so what is, you said you, between your real job, what is your, what is your real job? Yeah. So I work for Hanko Utilities, um, basically a uh, underground utility contractor. Um, so we install gas lines, water lines, uh, communication, power, okay. um, all like that, is that so. like a, a directional boring kind of thing yep a lot of yeah. directional what we do nice nice so that's fun so does that take you obviously that it has to take you like brule isn't big enough to to sustain that company just in town so like you're you're all over the place then uh yeah so we're based in superior um and most of our work is around superior duluth uh okay. there are that travel but um, my boss is actually Dean Uterninen's sister. So oh, nice. grew up around them and the racing world. So, uh, I usually get to stay home so I can go racing on the weekends. I was just going to say, that's nice to have a, a boss that understands the race lifestyles. Like, Hey boss, I got to be out of here. At school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a big money race in Ogilvy and I got to get there. Right. And I can't like just take off whenever I want. You know, we have agreements on what I can and can't do. Right. Uh, for, they've been, they've been really good working with me on get to races and then just asking ahead of time, you know, making right. sure all the races scheduled that I do need to leave early. Um, but other than that, like weekly shows aren't a problem. So nice. Nice. The, 
I have been uh, even even for the announcer. I I've got uh, a calendar with that's like all the way out to October with every weekend. Like okay, if I do this, then I can't do that. And like there's you got to make all of that stuff work and get vacation scheduled way early in advance from your real job so that you can go do your fun job. Yes, that's yeah. uh, part of it. Yep, exactly. So. So no wife, no kid. Is there a girlfriend? <laughs> There's not. No. Well, there is. It's that number 22 out in the garage. Yeah, exactly. She, she takes all of the time. So there's no time left for, uh, but maybe there's a, maybe, I mean, a lot of people watch this show. Like we could, uh, we could have a comments Matt. down below. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly give out his cell phone number. If you just contact me or share this. We're going to raffle off a Brandon cop on this show tonight. No, I'm just kidding. So matchmakers racing <laughs> racers only.com. Uh, that, <laughs> that's a, That should be a real thing now that I think about it, because like if they come into the relationship on a racers only.com, uh, you know, website kind of a thing, they can't be pissed about garage you know, activities until two 30 in the morning and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. You want to be broke and dirty the rest of your life? I'm your guy. <laughs> oh, oh funny. That's funny. So, um, so tell us about racing. Like what is the, you're, you're a young guy, but like how long is, have you been racing? How did you get into racing? Is that dad or grandpa or brother, uncle, friend? How did, how did racing come about? Yeah, so I'll be entering my seventh season behind the wheel. Um, my dad raced for 34 years before that, and he retired in 2013, at the end of 2013, I believe. Um, but at one point in time, I had four uncles racing. I had a cousin that, that raced. Um, currently now, like my cousin Kyle Cop races a Superstock. Yep. Uh, I have another cousin uh, racing a late model. He didn't race at all last year. Um, Joe Kinsley, he's been racing off and on for a while. Um, one of my cousins is married to Brady Smith. So Brady Smith's family, uh, yeah. and other cousins that have raced. Um, yeah, so there's a big line of racing in my family. Yeah. Um, Lots so of yeah, heritage. yeah, I, I obviously grew up at the racetrack and I think if I do have kids or when I do have kids, they're going to grow up at a racetrack. They better, you know? Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so is there like, is, I would imagine Gondick law is your, is, is home track. Is that. Yeah. Basically where I live, um, Gondick law speedway and ABC raceway. I'm like right in the center. So yeah, halfway to each one, I would consider both home tracks, you know, okay. that's kind of where I'm at. Both yeah. of them don't feel like home to me so it's it's the same thing really <laughs> when you just keep stacking wins at both of those places it's hard to pick a favorite right yeah <laughs> yeah i i have a love-hate relationship with superior um i think a lot of drivers do it's one of the toughest tracks i feel it's one of the toughest tracks to uh, to be good at just because of how it's shaped um because i was absolutely horrible there in a b-mod I, I, I had one win. Um, I hated it. I hated huh. going there. I hated the thought of going there. Um, it's always been a good racetrack. Like the surface is always good. It's always racy, but I just, I wasn't good there. And now right. we had 
last year the car was good and and I found a rhythm I found a rhythm uh driving every week there that that really worked for me so so is it uh you said because of the shape is it like because to me that it's like a long tight track like skinny corners and long straightaways yeah so and and you get you hear different things from people some say that there are wide sweeping corners and I will fight that um forever because I disagree I think they're tight corners especially compared to the straightaway lengths and the speed that you're at coming into the corner so yeah yeah Tim Tim Johnson would have something to say about how tight those corners are I think like that's uh like I, I <laughs> when you say that like I I'm picturing Tim Johnson going off turn one like in the air in his super stock last year during the super I don't know if you saw that or not but there's I think he broke a brake rotor or something like that and I'm guessing there was some ass pucker moments going over the wall and turn one kind of a thing. Well, yeah. And the, and the wall right in turn one is kind of, it's been kind of buried over the years from us throwing dirt on it. So, it's so short. do, yeah, if you do go up that way, it's almost like a ramp. So you're definitely going over the wall and then the catch fence is probably 15, 20 feet behind it. So yeah, yeah a lot of guys, if they are unfortunate enough to go that direction, they're usually going over the wall. Yeah. That's, got to be a scary moment so it's it brings up a great question what is have have you had that moment in in a race car like what's your scariest moment in a race car does it come is there one that comes to mind right away or is it like eh? not really um i think the only one that really comes to mind is a couple of years ago in my b mod in ashland um my dad had this really really good advice for me and I, I believe it. I, I will stick to it. I will do it every time the track is in that condition um, because it, it does work, but a B mod wasn't powerful enough to do it. Uh, we had a cushion about a lane and a half up. I started eighth out of eight cars. He said, go around the cushion, put your foot to the floor, and you should come out ahead of at least two to four of the cars. Well, turn one, lap one, I passed four cars. Three and four, I passed another two cars. One and two, I went to do it again. And I, my, in my head, I'm going, all right, I'm going to have the lead coming out of turn two. Um, yeah. Turn eighth. I went, I went into the corner and I hit the throttle and nothing happened. And so instead of going forward, the car pitched up on two wheels, bounced a little bit, and then came back down right at the wall. Ugh. So it like was good. It at, bicycled like on the outside oh, tires. Well, I like just outside of the, outside of the cushion, I yeah. went up like, you know landed yeah. on this on a bounce like that and then back down back down yeah that was the only scary moment scary moment of yeah. my career but uh, uh yeah, yeah we I had a re- there was an, on turn when you right off the drop of the flag i'm guessing you're a little slower into turn one than when you got the full run out of four that's probably the difference there that that was the exact issue and yeah. uh i learned on the restart so I didn't do it on lap two after the restart. I only did it on the first corner. So the car was good. I wouldn't say good. There was definitely some damage. Uh, we made it through the heat race. Okay, nice, nice. You see that every now and then. Like there's a. I'm thinking there was a a, a guy down in in maybe for the topless or the fall classic. It was down in Ogilvy on a practice night, like the Thursday or Friday before the races, and he he got into one. And it went up on the wall this way, like it was on the driver's side, like 
skidding around the wall and then somehow come back down onto the wheels. And that was, that was uh hair, hair raising for him. I've talked to him about that a couple of times too. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that again. So it might be different when you're, when the dirt is all the way in the other side of the car versus at the window net, like that's a. Yeah, I'm, I'll, have, I'll try that someday and I'll get back to you. On don't that. do that. No, <laughs> I've done both sides of the car. Yeah. Just don't do this side of the car. That's, that's real bad. I haven't yet, but it's, uh, it's coming. And, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a, it's a, not an, if it's a when thing. I have a feeling when it happens, it's going to be pretty violent. So just, yeah, I got good equipment. I feel I have good safety equipment. So hopefully that uh, helps me out. Yeah. You don't need to confirm that. Like if, if you can go your whole career and not confirm that your stuff is good, that's, that's, uh, that's good. So I think in, like we're reminiscing about stuff we've seen. I think Dustin Strand, like last year had like a majorly get off, like on the backstretch of a like bad, 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 bad crash. And so yeah. and he, he was fine. So I think where were they at Ada for the Montour? Yeah. 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 It was, it was a spectacular video anyways, but so, well, um, I, before we hit play on this, I, I apologize to you because in all of the hoopla of, yeah, you already know where I'm going on this. Like all of the hoopla last year between the 7A and the one TPO for the national championship in your class, there's this guy that got third back there and nobody even realized that, right? I shouldn't say nobody. I'm sure a lot of people did. I never even, it never even registered me that you got third place in the nation in what is your rookie you have to do this now in your rookie season yeah uh like i said earlier it was um unexpected season for me we weren't expecting to be there we had no plans of being a top three we never set goals to be a top three um but yeah we we got there somehow uh you know we had goals for a top 10 and national rookie of the year and like I said, we, we knew we needed to be a top 10 to get rookie of the year. Um, there was some really good competition. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of us were second year, second year rookies, um, which was fine, I guess. But um, yeah, I knew there was good competition. So we knew we had to get a top 10, but we were not expecting 13 wins and we're not expecting a top three. Um, yeah. But yeah, those two, those two went out and raced hard for the last month and a half or two months. And uh man, I don't, I don't know if I could have done it, but, uh, I'm sure I would have tried. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it was pretty exciting for both of them. And, and, and honestly, for the rest of, you know, from, from third place on back, you on back, it was, everybody could just go out and still race for fun. And, and both of them I've talked to and both said it, that, that run to the finish wasn't exactly fun. There was a lot of stress involved in it. And, and I, I always made the point, like, you realize how good you are at math because you're, you're coming into turn one, looking, you're in fourth place and you're looking at who's in front of you and you're doing points math while you're coming in sideways. You're like, okay, I got to get ahead of him. That's two more points. And that gets me, that's going to drop off that fourth place that I got. And you're like doing all of this stuff in your head. And uh, yeah, that's, that doesn't sound fun, but to the point you made, a decade from now, when you look back on that big trophy in the, in the living room, it, it, yeah. you aren't, you aren't going to remember the stress and the, and the, the heartache. You're going to remember how freaking awesome it was. Right. And like, 
even though we were racing for third, um, Mike Stearns actually bought a new MB Custom last year and then had a phenomenal second half of the season. Well, I was watching him on my race pass every night, knowing if he had a win or a second that I needed to, um, you know, go travel and race against him out in South Dakota. Uh, and then Jody Belfi was right behind me. I think they might've tied for fourth, um, whatever it was, they were super close, but I know Jody, if he would have gotten a win, I would have had to, I would have had to pull some sort of magic to get another top three yeah. to pick out a show. But yeah, I mean, it was relatively stressful, but not, not near as stress, stressful as racing for a championship. Is that so. one and two. Yeah. No, I was going to make that point to you too, that in, in your, again, rookie season, um, to 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 be in front of that you know to be in front of the the 11 and the 24 those are some that's some horsepower man that you beat in points enough enough that you got a, ahead of them in points yeah and like weekly racing uh jody races in superior so um i was fortunate enough to beat him for the track championship there but then we also race weekly in proctor yeah at Hulk- way and he won the championship there so um yeah we went back and forth quite a bit on the year uh which was fun uh i've learned a lot from him yeah. over here. He's one of the guys since i started my dad has pointed out and said watch what he does learn what he does um if you can drive like that and if you can race the way he does you're going to win races yeah i think i mean i don't drive exactly like him jody is super 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 smooth but i was I- just gonna say he's like just silky smooth like butter kind of thing he's like never you never see him like sail it in where like oh my god is he gonna i hope there's some track oh he caught it like he didn't get the wall or it not he's never bouncing off anything he's just so smooth well i think one of the things um i mean don't get me wrong jody and i we had a little run in last year which was which was fine we had a, a good yelling match in the infield in superior but um you know after after we watched the video of it uh you know we were able to kind of talk it out and everything was fine but um yeah he's usually one of the one of the guys i think makes the most calculated moves on the racetrack yeah. you know yep. think about what's going on around him uh, and makes the move around that so um but yeah i've learned i've learned so much watching him and then um like Skeeter Esty. I followed Skeeter Esty around for years in the B-Mod. I hated it. He's part of the reason I had that love-hate relationship with Superior. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I learned so much following him for the three, four years that I was able to. So, Yeah, there's it's you make a good point that is would be a good point for young racers. And I don't mean crunt, like age young. I mean new racers whether you're, whether you're 40 and you're in your new, or whether you're 14 and you're new, go watch, like, don't, don't go back to the trailer and do nothing. while other people, faster people than you, better people than you are on the track, go watch them and do what they do. Try to emulate that. And like, like we talked about, get your subscription to dirt race central and watch them race because that's how you get better is by watching people that are better than you. And so it is, uh, I, I, it's, it's neat that you, I mean, national rookie of the year, third in national points against maybe the two best modified drivers there is right now. And, and, and you're saying that I watch other people to get better. And so that's. Well, I, 
I mean, I feel if you're not trying to get better, you're just going to get passed. So yeah, yeah that's well, very true. And like a lot of people say they race to have fun. Well, I have fun winning. And if I'm not winning or not up front, at least I'm not having a whole lot of fun. So yeah, no, that's why, very true. I'm not going to try to win. So it's fun to be at the track no matter what, but it's way more fun when you're up front. <laughs> well, right. Um, yeah. If I'm going to the racetrack just honestly, if I'm going to the racetrack just to have fun, I'm probably not bringing a car with me. Yeah. In, in, um, yeah. Unless, unless I think I can win. So that's nice. nice. That's a, it reminds me of something Sobraski said one time, like at, at Granite City, we, we do these interviews at the thing. And I asked him, they was like, you know, win number 760. And I said, Shane, does it ever? And he interrupted me and he goes, no, it never does. Every, every one is a brand new one. And I want the next one as bad as I wanted the first one. And so it's, uh, it, he's right. Like it doesn't, it, you just always want another one. Yeah. That's somebody told me that, uh, before I got my first win, they said, once you get your first one, I said, it's over. Now you're, now you're a racer. You're going to be stuck doing yeah. this for until yeah. you're broke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, it, like broke is a, is like just a halfway point. You'll go way beyond broke. And so it's, um, okay. So the rascal aluminum rapid fire questions, this is usually the point where people get super nervous about these hard hitting questions. Uh, but there's certainly nothing to be nervous about. And, and I would be remiss if I didn't take a second to talk about rascal aluminum, um, uh, actual racers, Rob Guerin, former racer, current racer, Abby Guerin, uh, father, daughter own rascal aluminum together. And, uh, and they've got more aluminum in stock in every color than you can shake a stick at right now. Um, uh, and they, they bought it before it was outrageous. And so you can get a little bit better of a deal, uh, by giving a call. So find them on Facebook, rascalaluminum.com. Uh, okay. So question number one. The, and these, these are thinking man questions. And so I think you're going to be okay. Um, and I know, see, I, I did this on purpose because I know that suck hole football team that you root for. And so this, I did this one on purpose to make you think about a much better football team. So what number does Minnesota Viking Harrison Smith wear on his jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what number he wears. <laughs> it's a good number, though. It is a good number, exactly. Number 22, same as Brandon Cop wears on the side of his car. Okay, um, this is within 10. Okay, so this is a, you can be a little bit wrong and still be right on this one, but within 10, what is the population of Brule, Wisconsin? I don't even know, probably like 285. Oh, no, way higher, way, way higher. Well, I guess it depends where you count Brule. So it's probably closer to like 530 then. So five, 591, dude. <laughs> They're drawing a big circle. <laughs> well, that's just it. Uh, when you actually count everything, I guess, that would fall under Brule, it's pretty big. So yeah, five, yeah. five. This is according to the 2010 census. So it's, it's, you know, it might be bigger or smaller by now, but um, yeah, 591 is what it says. So um, I suppose it depends on if it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night too, because there's always one less on those nights. Um, 
How many, well, and you've already answered this question. How many wins did you have in 2021? Yeah, I had 13 last year. 13 wins, which is, that's. I, I more than doubled my career win count last year. That's pretty badass. <laughs> so we, we talked about it a little bit before we hit record, and it's a good time to talk about it right here in the middle of the rapid fire questions is what is next year's goal? Like you, like, cause you, you're number three in points and you're 13 wins in your rookie season. What, what is an encore to that, man? Let's see. Uh, in my, you know, marketing port- portfolio that my yeah. sister made, um, we listed our goals as a sort of modified national champion, um, which after getting a third place, like I told you, um, after getting a third place, you really can't, you can't shoot for top 10. Yeah. So I think for the rest of my career, as long as I'm in a modified, I'll have to shoot for that. Uh, we had 15 wins, two, tro- two local track championships, and then uh, give back to the community. So those are goals for 2022. I love that. I think obviously the bar is pretty high for that first one that we listed there. But um, if you don't set the bar high, you're going to fall very short. Yep. So. yep. They always say if you if you shoot for the moon and hit the barn, that's better than shooting for the barn and landing in the in that pile next to the barn. One hundred percent. Exactly. And so, uh, okay. So, uh, fourth question, and I, I think I know the answer to this as well because you just answered it without answering it. Is which is worse, failing or never trying? Obviously, never trying. Never trying is way worse. Like it's every everybody that's successful fails all the time and so that is uh that's just a life lesson right there okay so this is this is going to be maybe the hardest question right here this is now you don't have kids i have three and i'm i like my kids are your age and so this is a this is the ultimate dad joke right here is uh if two is company and three is a crowd what is four and five? Man, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Two is company, like two is company, three is a crowd. What is four and five? See, you said this is the part people get nervous. Now I understand why. Now you're nervous, yeah. Four and five is nine. See, it's a it's a stupid joke. <laughs> I need a beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's see, I told you now you now you gotta have some kids and tell jokes like that, and so that is yeah, that's I got a whole list of them in my all of my stuff. I I I seriously sat down and wrote a bunch of those, but okay. So that is the rascal uh, uh, rascal aluminum rapid fire questions. Um, the last segment here, and then we'll get you back to doing your choring is uh, the pay it forward question where my last guest gets to ask you a question and then you're going to ask my next guest a question. And we, the very first question of the night kind of ruined this question is Scott Hughes. Do you know who Scott Hughes is? You're going to, you're going to know him whether you know him or not is Scott Hughes is the owner, editor, and publisher of all the dirt. Okay. Yep. So you, you definitely know that that's an episode that you're, so the episode right before yours, which will air three weeks from now, um, 
you're definitely going to want to watch the the Scott Hughes All the Dirt episode because there's some pretty cool stuff coming for you right there. And so not not Brandon Cop in particular, but drivers in general. Uh, there's some changes coming, and I, I I at least think that they're they're all good changes. And so um, it's it's pretty cool. And then he's got a whole new website coming out where there will be weekly results on there, which is pretty badass as well. So um yeah pretty exciting so um his question for you was tell us about the beard which it ended up being our very first question and so i'm gonna i'm gonna change his question because you already answered that that it's a a a sponsor wants you to look a little more a little more clean here now there's some stuff going on back here there's some hockey flow going on back there still uh which is cool um it, it, I'm going to, I'm going to change the question up a little bit. Tell us who this sponsor is that took away the big giant beard and wants you to look a little cleaner. Well, uh, it's not just one. There's a few of them that have suggested, uh, that maybe I should, um, clean the beard up some. Uh, so yeah. Um, actually quite a few, my boss is actually one of the, one of the ones been poking mm. at while, um, uh, so the, my boss's husband, he, when he's at the shop, he doesn't even call me Brandon or cop it's hair. He just calls oh, nice. me. Hair. Yeah. Uh, so he's been picking on me and then we got some, some new sponsors, um, KME that he sponsors, Pat Capella sponsors a bunch of cars uh, yeah. all around. So he has hinted at me getting a haircut and a beard trim. So. Um, that's one of them there. And then, uh, my dad, my dad's always poking at me telling me that I need to look better in case, in case that one big sponsor at the racetrack that doesn't have any cars currently. Yeah. Uh, wants to have one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's, um, so there's, there's a yin and a yang to that in my, cause it, you're, you're pretty damn famous for that big giant beard, man. And it, like, it's occurring to me right now that you're 24 and you had, a 70 year old man's beard. Like it wasn't like a lot of 24 year olds have this sort of pubic hair that comes out on their face a little bit. And yours was glorious. Like yours was this huge thing. Well, put it this way. Um, I like I around here, I probably haven't been carded going into a bar since I was like 16. So I've had the beard since high school. The fact um, that you're going to the bar when you're 16. Welcome to Brule, Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying I was I was at the bar drinking, but uh, yeah, they wouldn't have probably asked me. Yeah, uh, that was the case. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so no, it's that's it's whatever you. It's my wife always says that like you know my son and he's got this sort of you know beard on his face kind of thing, and my wife always says that all of these young guys growing this beard, they're literally covering up the best years of their face. Like they're, it's going to flash forward 20 years and you'd have these old wrinkly up scarred faces. And like, that's when you want to grow the beard and cover it all up. But. Well, I don't know if you, did you see me at the beginning of last year? Uh, I don't know that I did. Um, so last year we did the mullets and mustaches tour. So I was completely clean shaven and only had the mustache just this nice yeah yeah so yeah uh, but the serious flaw that i found is i had a beard for so long and i haven't shaved in forever 
when I did shave, I realized I had a double chin. So I grew the, I grew the <laughs> beard is, back. This is the reason for the goatee on your host right here is there's, there's a little something right here that just for 30 years, it's been right there. And I like just covered up with hair and then it blends in. So, and, but the trouble is now, and I notice it on this show and I hope people understand there is hair here. It's just that I'm a ginger, obviously. And it, it's dark here, this Yosemite Sam looking piece right here. And this is all old man white hair right here. And so it looks, it looks clear, but it ain't. Uh, someday, someday I will have a red beard. I'm sure of it. I, I know. I don't I know, man. You are, you're, it's, it's dark. Your hair is. Uh, I got, I got family members that have had dark hair and, and by the time they were old, they had orange hair in their beards. Nice. I've, I've already found orange hairs in my beard. It's coming. Me too. Just a couple, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, awesome. I suppose that's just as weird because every now and then I'll get one that's jet black and I'm like, how do, like, where is that coming from? It's so weird, but, um, okay. So my next guest here that you're going to ask the question to is a, is a young video guy. Um, and I don't, I'm going to say his, cause his real name and the name that he goes by on Facebook are different. And so, um, on, on Facebook, it's called Mason Aaron videos. Uh, and so Mason is, is my next guest and we're going to find out what, what he's up to and kind of what, what he's up to. Like, I'm, I'm super intrigued by what he's doing with it, with his videos. And I, and I want to find out about it. And so that's why he's going to be on my show. So what would your question for, for Mason be? I want to ask Mason when I'm going to be able to make a guest appearance on his new podcast. I love it. Okay. I have been following some of that. He actually, he had a camera on my car one time in Ogilvy when I, my first modified race, the first weekend I had the modified at the topless, I think he had it on there. And I may or may not have tried walk, knocking the wall down. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's, it, it is what it is, man. Like that's, it's, those are the things that people like to see. Like amazing heroic passes will get 10,000 views that fast and and uh like i'm thinking the dan ebert pass on sabraski at ogilvy last year that that video i it's probably a hundred thousand views at this point um and then amazing everything total destroyed but drivers okay crashes are a hundred thousand views overnight because they get shared ten thousand times and yeah. uh and then there's you know your local video guy struggling to get to 5,000 views on every one of his shows. So share this show. Uh, no, that's awesome. I, Brandon, I, it took us a long time to, to get this video done. Uh, we, I reached out to you all the way back last cripes. It had to have been October, or September, or something like that, right in the heat of the end of the season. And you're, working your job and you're fixing race cars and you're fixing race cars and racing again. And it was bad timing on my part to, to ask you to be on the show at that point. But um, we, we shelved it and then we came back to it now. And I, I super appreciate you uh, reaching out saying, Hey, I got a day off. Let's do this show thing. So um, I appreciate it a ton, man. Yeah. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Absolutely. Um, been watching it. Been looking forward to it for the last couple of months. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's I'm that makes me excited that people are 
I, I've reached a point where people are reaching out to me to be on the show. And so if by all means, if you want to be on this show, Kyle Hall on Facebook, or you can go to after the checkers and, and find me that way too. Um, share the videos. We're going to get more like the goal is to get all of the drivers. I want all every Wasota driver on here and some other, like I'm working on one that's huge that that might be my first 10,000 view video if it happens. And so uh, we'll see, we'll see if it happens or not, but. Well, challenge accepted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Pump that out when it's, uh, when you put it on Facebook, we will try to push that everywhere to get that 10,000. I love it, man. I love that. I love that. So, man, I, I wish you best of luck on hitting every one of those goals. I would, I would be super excited to come down to the end of the season and, uh, and drive to wherever the last race is this year and watch you race with somebody for the one point that's needed. Uh, and, and I, I, I think I would be cheering for you, man. Like there's, there's uh, I'm excited for new blood up front. And uh, I think a lot of people are maybe that were intimidated by the big giant beard and, and wouldn't walk across the pits to say hi to you. I think, I think the hockey flow in the back is just going to just, it's going to have women flocking all over the 22. Yeah. Too bad. I don't have any time for that. Well, they'll know that getting in, man. They will be excited to wash the car, grind tires. Oh, nobody touches my tires. Nobody touches really? my tires. Not even oh. the love of your life gets to grind your tires? No, absolutely not. Wow. My, my dad raced for, like I said, 34 years. I don't even let him touch my tires. Wow. That's, uh-oh, we're getting a phone call. I am getting a phone Yeah. <laughs> Well, folks, that like, well, if you just hit decline on it, it'll come, you'll come right back. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Call them back. So uh, I think we're done anyways, man. I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on the show and uh, I wish you best of luck in 22 and uh, it'll be the 22 in 22. Maybe that's uh, that's what we're shooting for. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I will see you for sure beforehand, but I, I look forward to seeing you up on the stage at the national banquet come next uh, November. I'm hoping I'll be there too. Yeah. Well, you'll be there, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you.